fucking bam we're live uh, oh yeah oh caleb where are you i'm at the coliseum for a syndicate in the bathroom no yeah no <laughs> locker room locker room locker room you are, close, location. you are close to a toilet extremely like if you look like like if you look up can you see one yeah literally like 10, ten feet away so we might hear someone pissed during the show. Oh, for sure. So with Chris uh, Roglowski, um, uh, I don't know, it was like 15 minutes in and some guy named like Sam Alpine or something. I forget his name. But he said, hey, cut cut, uh, cut back on the um, uh, F-bombs, right? I don't give a I don't, I don't, I don't give a Look, I don't give a that was some great advice. And during the show, after he said that, I was tripping a little bit. I was like, oh, I wonder if that is um, her dad or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I recognize him from the show. I wonder if that's a, a nervous. Uh, I wonder if that's a nervous. Um, like something I do when I'm nervous. I just start dropping more F-bombs. Nervous isn't the exact right word because I wasn't nervous. Um I don't know what the word is, but I wonder if that's indicative of some sort of uh, insecurity, nervousness, something. But I, but I, but I wondered that. But I really liked the advice. I think it was solid advice. You know, hey, uh, can you drop the f bombs? So anyway, thank you, Sam, for and, and that was a great show yesterday. I don't like it that when was. we have bad shows. We don't have a lot of bad shows. No bad. Show. We never have a bad show, but no there's shows show. that I've just I don't leave pumped. Speaking of pump, Paper Street Coffee, thank you. What's going on, Gabe? This is the first cup he sent me. It's starting to fall apart. All the cups he sent me after this are deeply engraved. This one was a sticker <laughs> sent in a rush. So that's uh he fixed that right away. Um, you know what I when what I what I this is a theory I have about that coffee too. It's strong. But the beans are like those little brown beans and they're, they're like all clean and stuff. Like they don't look like commercial beans. And I think my grinder just grinds, just grabs shitloads of them. So not only are the beans strong, but like, you know what I mean? Like the automatic grinder, I push the button and it makes a different noise than when you put shit coffee in there, like with the black beans. So I'm also guessing that it grinds more. Is that true, Gabe? Am I, am I onto something? Sea Beaver looking solid today. It's the shirt. Look at his shirt. Yeah. The new politically homeless uh it's spin. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, you're getting lots of comments comments today. That hey, workout regiment's working for him. Sea Beaver. Trey Steele workout right there. Uh it was it was it was, it, it, it it wasn't hard getting up at five this morning, but at about five thirty shit got started getting a little weird. <laughs> you know, do you know what I mean by that? <laughs> no, you uh, after a half hour after you're up, it got weird. Yeah, like it, like like I always get up and I'm tired, and like the first half hour, I'm like, yeah, whatever, okay, and I'm drinking coffee and I'm like going through my notes, and then at about five thirty, I'm like, oh, I don't really feel like myself. I was mm. like, whoa, I, I'm do, not. Do you get nauseous? No, just I'm just not firing on like all the cylinders. Well, I used to get like when I used to have to wake up for to coach five a.m. class, I was up at four every morning, and uh -huh. like I would just get nauseous, like and just feel like shit. When you say nauseous, like in your stomach or in your head? In my stomach. It was like, yeah. I was like tired in my head, but like my gut was just. Ugh. Yeah. My, well, my, mine's not my stomach. Mine's all in my head. Like, 
I, I was never into whippets, but kind of like how I imagine, like, you know how they say, like, that's bad for you, like, to do those whippet things? Yeah. I, I kind of like that, like some brain cells are dead. But for me, it's like just some of, just like maybe some of them haven't woken up yet. <laughs> Have you done a whippet? I mean, I, I did. A, I was at a dead show one time and I took the helium from the balloon, the wah, 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 wah. But the other than that, but, but I mean, sometimes I'd be at parties and there'd just be dudes on couches just getting after it for like two hours. That's crazy. I saw a guy at Starbucks do a whippet one time and I was like, I'm never doing that shit. Have you ever done it? No. Oh, it's really cool. It's cool because it's over fast too. Uh, Adam, I am not watching um, The Ultimate Fighter. Uh, as much as I'm into the UFC, I can really, I try to only give it my, and I, I don't know if, I don't know how to word this exactly, but Saturdays, man, like it consumes my Saturdays. And I just, I feel like I shouldn't let it leak out of there. And to watch The Ultimate Fighter, I'd have to, I already give it like all day Saturday to the UFC. And I'm happy to do that. It's um. I found out one of my friends. So I knew some of my Berkeley friends don't come over. They don't want to come over to my house during. They don't want to bring their kids over on Saturday nights because I watch the UFC, which I just find fascinating because my kids never watch it. it, it I, I have this. In, I, do it. Yeah, I, I have a dreamland. If you're a child, in in all in all humility, if you have kids between the ages of three and nine, and you know me, and you don't come over to my house like every day, you're fucking out of your mind. Yeah, one i have the three nicest coolest kids ever who are always nice to other kids and not only nice engage them play with them and they will elevate your kids it's it's just i i mean it's just matter of fact that's the way it is and on top of that i have a massive playroom jujitsu room i have a massive garage just just for kids that's padded and then i have a, a backyard that's completely fenced in with endless stuffed in lizards and in millions of fruit trees and just it's going off and it's fenced in and i have a guard dog in there mm-hmm. that just lays around and if anyone comes in dog will smash them and it's great with kids and it follows the kids around hangs out with the kids and, and you don't bring your kids over because you're a fr- i mean you're so mi- you're so mi- um the kids aren't I, even in the tv room I, I i do understand some of my friends don't want their kids around me because i just swear like a sailor i get that <laughs> i get it i i get that but j- because we're watching ufc it's just bizarre to me it's bizarre meanwhile your kid has an their own ipad that they're perusing mm. constantly yeah i see and, and you feed like would you rather have your kid be in a house where the ufc's playing or feeding your kid muffins at starbucks what are you doing yeah, you could work at a restaurant. You could observe some different parenting techniques, if you oh, will, I, there. I saw somebody the other day. I was at a coffee shop, and like this woman came in with her kid and just literally sat down, set up the iPad, gave him the big old earmuff headphones, and was like, what do you want to eat? And then obviously like toast and jelly. And then the kid just fucking sat there with his massive headphones and chilled for two hours. While she did uh, worked on her fans only page, um, or only fans page, and, and I'm not I'm not knocking parents who do that. Like if you have if you for some reason you have to do that, do what you have to do. But I'm just saying, you it's the same parents who don't take their kids to martial arts because they think it's going to make their kids violent. You, you don't understand. <laughs> like I'm not going to get into it now, but you you are totally um, not thinking properly. If your kids are violent, it's because you're not cool. Yeah, probably something else going on there. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the fact that you take them to jujitsu. As a matter of fact, that would be the, if you get your kids into martial arts, the exact opposite will happen. Yeah. I was going to say, whoever says that has never done a martial art. 
because like it's it literally the exact opposite. Like you go to a class and there's no way that you're gonna be violent or aggressive. I mean, not no way, but um, some guy this morning sent me a bunch of uh, a, a, a whole um, paragraph, two paragraph, massive uh, DM talking to me about the benefits of uh, TRT, games athlete. Mm. Oops. Yeah, thirty eight, thirty eight years old. And uh, and then I went to his Instagram, and of course he has a, a beautiful body. His wife was ridiculous. His wife was ridiculous. I was thinking also about Chris yesterday. That I was thinking about just what the perfect girlfriend. She's like the perfect girlfriend. I mean, just from the superficial one and a half, two hours we talked to her. But mm-hmm. that's pretty much my wife too. I could just move into like I could just move yep. into a van with my wife. My wife so my wife so easy. I was like, oh wow. I imagine like, that's what Avi's first girlfriend will be like. I have the cross. No, he, we're gonna. I'm. He, we know he's gonna probably get some tatted up chick with a nose ring and blue hair. Just, just, just a rebel. Not <laughs> a, yeah, just the fuck you. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, Matt, Susan, and I were uh, talking, and Matt shared this idea with me that I just found absolutely fascinating. It's probably one of the most true things I've I've heard in a long time. I hate, I hate to just bash on the left. I, I really don't like doing it. I, they're so the whole racist thing about how racist the left is and the, the whole DEI thing. I know you guys have heard me talk ad nauseum about it. And so I, I won't go into it, but it, it's truly profound how they, by trying to fight racism, actually have created it and force it upon us, force it upon us. Um, but yesterday when I was on the phone with Susa, he was talking to me about the definition of what a dictator is. Do you remember this, Susa? Was this mm-hmm. you and I talking about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And 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 and, the, and what was it what you were telling about the, the components or one of the elements or um signs, uh not correlates, but actual um elements if you live in a dictatorship. What what, what, what tell me what they were? The- yeah, well, a lot of people, including my grandfather, used to say Trump was a dictator. Right. And, and, and when you say dictator, I think of a Russian guy who controls everything in the country. Yes. I, I don't yeah, know. I just a, think that because we were raised that way. Oh, okay. Sorry. A ruler with total power over a country, typically one who has obtained control by force. Yes. Okay. okay. But, the big, but the big thing with that, that's the literal definition that was just read. But the big thing there is that the whole system works with the dictator. So in communist countries, like if let's, let's say we were media – and we started having opposing views, we would immediately be shut down. We'd be censored. And in some cases, there would be harm brought to us or our families. So a defining characteristic of a dictatorship is the, when the leader has complete control over the media or the media is completely behind them. Yeah, the whole system, the cops, the media, everything has to work in conjunction with the dictator. There cannot be no opposing point of view. People for those people who keep DMing me every day who are in complete shock that they realize that my account is under restrictions or shadow banned, dude, that has been going on for two years. Mm-hmm. There's tens of thousands of people everywhere who have massive restrictions on their accounts. Is Trump president right now? Negative. I've never seen media. Maybe it's just I've never been more aware of it. I've never seen media like this. The media is completely controlled by one fucking side except for fucking Fox. Yeah, one narrative. 
and and half the people I know who watch Fox think that it's a psyop and that it's controlled by the same people who it's like uh, control it's like CNN. soft. They don't really they don't really push against it. I've had a, I've had a dozen like guests it. on in the in the last couple of months who say we can't talk about um the election being rigged. Yeah, or, well, or about the movie Two Thousand Mules. That means. Do you guys understand what Susan just said? That means that the dictatorship is now. That is the one of the core components of a dictatorship. Yep. Is that the, the leader has to be in cahoots. 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 I didn't do my voice exercises this morning. No. Cahoots. Has to be in cahoots with the media. And that's exactly what we're in right now. And guess who the media hated? I saw something. 54% of the stories on Fox were negative about Trump when he was in office. Yeah. Did you see they're bringing it back too now? Because mid, with the midterm elections coming up and everything else, they're calling just, it uh, the ultra MAGA. Oh, that, that's what CNN's calling it? No, that's what that's what Biden's calling it. Oh, no. You refer to it multiple times like there's this big movement, the ultra MAGA, and we can't let the ultra MAGA take any ground. <laughs> Don't listen to their point of views. Don't it, – it's truly unbelievable. As soon as you told me that yesterday, I was like, holy <laughs> shit, we really truly are, and we're, and we're living in an insane dictatorship. I want to it's apologize to China so right now. Okay. I want to apologize to you for – I mean your country is fucked up, and your leader is a complete magoof. You guys should be terrified. But I, but I, but I probably just point fingers over there because our shit's so sideways. I don't want to acknowledge it. I mean, well, if you look at the different things that they're doing, um, other than obviously the dictatorship and the communism, some of them are really like what they do with their social media. So their algorithm will upplay education, science, different things like that to make those people influencers, and it doubt the algorithm will downplay you know, people that would just show themselves half naked or different things that offer no value. Who who does that? China with their TikTok. Oh, oh right. Uh, really? They have a different algorithm than us too? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. So none of the kids are watching these dancing things. They'll downplay it. The algorithm downplays all that. And if somebody that's doing educational or if it's math or if it's science or something like that, the algorithm will upplay that. So they control who their influencers are. I mean, just I don't, like I don't even have TikTok on my phone. I don't have that app. Well, the algorithm would be different. If you did it, you would have girls in bikinis dancing around i think that's a song girls in bikinis mm -mm. <laughs> but yeah that's why i think it's funny because it's, it always starts with with good intentions right they want to they want to censor some information so that way it doesn't scare people off for certain medical choices and then slowly it, the rope gets let out more well now we have to do it because there's the ultra maga and we don't want those ideologies to spread and then Soon it becomes more and more and more information, and pretty soon there's a complete stranglehold on what can be said and what can't be said. And you're like, how did we get to this place? But it all started nice and slowly. Kayla, where did you get that shirt? I'll show you. <clears throat> nice and slowly. Like this. Uh, Alan Kester Baum, uh, you, you, that sounds like a Jew name. Being Hispanic. <laughs> I don't know, buddy. Jew, Hispanic, Venezuelan Jew, like Steph Cohen. Uh, being Hispanic, I always thought Trump was a racist, understood. And then Stefan opened my eyes. I now get triggered when people start talking shit about Trump. I know it's crazy, right? <laughs> the, the, by the way, so that is the final, that was the final straw for me. I had a shitload of family members over and they were talking shit about how Trump was racist towards uh, Mexicans. And so I went and looked up the transcripts of what he was saying. And he was saying that Mexico is sending over its worst people. And I was like, 
wait a second, that's not racist. All of a sudden, everything started, like all sorts of things started opening up for me. Like when I go to Livermore, all the, that's the town that Susan lives in. Yeah. Everyone looks the same to me, those people. <laughs> How is that like? Do you remember that joke? That was like the big joke in the 80s in sitcoms. Like some white person would be in a room full of black people and be like, those people and all the black people are like. What do you mean by those? Oh, yeah, like, dude, shut up. It, like, do you ever watch Airplane? Yes. Not in a long time. <laughs> There's something like that in that movie. It's so fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, so, so I think that's a really, really strong, uh, I don't think it's, I, I want to say it's not just a correlate. I want to say it's a component of a dictatorship. And it's the most just, important one. The system has to work <clears throat> for you. You have to be able to control all of it. So that way there's no opposing views. Cause, cause you, cause you have to be in control. Of course. Cause otherwise people would start to do what, what you did, which is like, huh, let me research this actually. Shithole countries. Yeah. That's another great one. That's another great one. Hey, it's just like the thing. It's just like the thing. Don't get me. Uh, who cares if he said that? Maybe if you don't think it's a classy thing for our president to say, sure. But there's nothing racist about. It. There's tons of shithole countries. I've been to them. It sucks. I made a movie about disabled adults. It won thirty film festivals. It was huge. It's on. It's somewhere on YouTube. I think it's called Our House. Yep. And when I made the movie, I lived with these mentally disabled adults. There were eight of them in the house. And when I made the movie, um, uh, um, oh shit, what's the name of the 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 government? Not the CDC. But with, but within the state, there's a an organization, a regional center, and a group. Uh, Child Protective Services, CPS, no. There's some organization in the state, big organization, gets a shitload of money, shitload of bureaucracy, and they basically manage all of the money that trickles down to mentally disabled people or people of needs, right? That organization from the state saw the movie, and they they came to the house. And they started auditing the house and they're like, and they, and they came at me really hard, and they tried shutting the house down, and they started saying that um, I've depicted mentally disabled people in a horrible light. And do you want to know what happened? Oh, there it is. Yeah, there it is. In 2000. Is. Yeah. Me. The parents of these adults all stepped forward for me. I didn't even ask them. And the state was like, this is a horrible depiction of, of mentally disabled adults. And you know what the parents said? No, this is actually a perfect depiction of our children and our loved ones. Yep. And it sucks being mentally disabled. And this guy fucking finally captured it. It's not a fucking fun life. It's fucking hard knowing, having awareness that you're mentally disabled. Very hard. But they didn't like the depiction. Who cares? It's honest. Mm -hmm. If you think it's racist that someone says Mexico is sending its rapist over to us, do you know what you know what that means, right? It means you're racist. You're a liar. You're uncomfortable with it. Okay. Uh, um, this is what it's like when I have male guests on the show. Sorry, this one's not numbered. Did I send the notes to you, Caleb? That's how early it was this morning. I don't even know. They were early. On. That was a 5.30. <sighs> no, Dictatorship. That was so good when you shared that with me yesterday. I really like that. Yeah, well, I hope it just opens people's eyes to just not – because sometimes we get so caught up in our labels and the tribalism of everything, left, right, conservative, Democrat, that it's really important that you just take a step back from all of it 
and just say like, what, what are the mechanisms in play here? Like just become an observer. Don't become a participant. And then you'll be surprised at what you kind of find in that journey there. You need to remind me that every day. Be an stop, observer. Not and a stop participating. I start well, participating. I, uh, ever seen a grown man? I bathed many a naked grown man. And I took <laughs> fucking pride in it. But did you call them a bunch of retards? No. But there is a scene. But in but there. there is a scene in there with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just go watch it, you guys. You guys will <laughs> yeah, not be disappointed. Yeah, I like watched it. it just when I stumbled upon it, and I was like, oh, "I'll watch a few minutes of this." And I got I got sucked in. I watched the whole entire thing. It's like, but I can call them retards because I I lived on the driveway in my car. I was one of them. I hung out in the hood, so I can use the R word, playa. Uh, how old do you have to be to enter that house? I don't know. Eighteen. I I, I, I at least eighteen. At least eighteen. Caleb, what's going on? Uh, oh, it's at the very, very top. This is what it's not numbered. It's at the very top, right below uh, parents quote, t-shirt talk, email newsletter. Oh, email newsletter. Guys, sign up for the email. You're yeah, we gotta, out. we gotta start pushing that. There's some great stuff coming through there. You guys are missing out. Uh, because we're politically homeless, Susa. Yeah, um, like you don't see it, Susa, right at the very top? It's at the very, very top. Oh, and Caleb probably doesn't have a second screen either, so it makes it even harder because then we have to probably go away. Hold on, hold on. Or maybe I added it before I sent it to him. How about that, Susa? I'm not doing it at all. How about private chat? (laughs) That means I screwed you. (laughs) That's got to be my fault. What do you think about... Oh, yeah, this is this is fantastic. When they get together, the conflict really is who gets to be the male. So they do what's called penis fencing. They approach each other. They rear up. That's an indication both are ready to breed. But when they rear up, they both have an erect penis. And this is a penis that has a weaponry on its tip. Each tries to impale the other one and not get uh, inseminated by the other. This is the worst game of tag I've ever heard. Flatworms are called simultaneous hermaphrodites. They're male and female at the same time. And when they get together, the conflict really is who gets to be the male. So they do what's called penis fencing. Oh, boy. Penis fencing. That's incredible. If if anyone wants to come over to my house and do some penis fencing. I would call it swords. I'm willing to try anything once. (laughs) Penis fencing. Those are beautiful creatures, right? Flatworms. Hi, Jody. Good morning. Good morning. I'm sorry. Uh oh. How are you guys? I'm living the dream. Wonderful. Of course. Of course. I saw our house. That was very good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You think I thought it was a good, honest, honest depiction of mental health for sure. Yeah, tough, right? Tough, tough, tough. One of those cats in that movie got in a motorcycle accident and ended up like that. Oh shit. One in the wheelchair. No, uh, actually, I haven't seen. I shouldn't speak. I haven't seen the movie in twenty five years. When did you watch it? Um, within the last few months. Yeah, maybe that. Now that I think about it, maybe that guy didn't make it in the film. Oh my goodness! Someone has a picture of my of me for their avatar. <laughs> Those penis fencers are so sexist. They both want to be the man. I agree. No Please one wants to be. No one wants to be the woman. That that those are some sexist fish. Now that I think about it. Hmm. <laughs> Sexist fish. Wow. 
I don't think anyone really wants to be inseminated. Everyone just wants to <laughs> everyone wants to do it, but no one wants to I don't know. Mm. Jody, do you have kids? Two. Yes, two. And that's right. And did you enjoy being pregnant? Loved it. Yeah. My, I, I think, wish I had <laughs> I think my, my I wish I sorry. was very practical. Sorry, that was my fault. I cut you off. My 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 wife uh, my wife enjoyed it too, and I, and she would even if when it got hard at times with the twins, she would actually t- talk to herself and be like, "Hey, you got to figure out a way to enjoy this because this isn't going to happen again." So like she she would do her best to make the best of every mo- uh, moment of it. Yeah. No, I loved it. It was nice. It's cool. It, it's amazing yeah. how proud women get of their bodies when they're pregnant too. It was awesome. Yeah, it was very. And to see the women who work out pregnant now, I was behind the times back then. I didn't do too much, but I did enjoy it. Last night, the lady we the lady we had on who won High Rock, she said that one of her competitors was eight months pregnant. <laughs> what? Like, and it was the former champ from the previous year. <laughs> it's fun. I had to. I had to. I was listening to that this morning and I had to stop it midway to, to get into this one. You're good. Smart move. Chasing your podcast. Oh my goodness. Mr. Olson. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you so much. Uh, means a lot. Um, what else she said about this lady who, who did uh, um, high rocks at eight months pregnant, uh, eight months prior to that or seven months prior to that, she competed against this same woman in some sort of crazy Spartan, like the, like the hardcore Spartan race, the one that's like for the elite level. And. Uh, oh, we have a special guest coming on the show this morning. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Just got um, nervous. Well, the whole, whole, <laughs> uh, uh, the whole philosophy is like you don't know what your body can do until you can until you do it. Yeah, and and I what, guess that lady, lady proven. Yeah, when she told me that, I just imagine this lady only does two things: she's either running or she's resting, and whenever she rests, her husband jumps on her and nails her. But <laughs> other than that, she's just trained. That's like he knows. She's either training for Spartan or High Rocks, or she's sleeping, and that's when he he gets her pregnant. I just just imagine. I was just imagining. Oh, I'm so tired. I can't run anymore. Oh, no problem, honey. Lay down over here. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Jody, is there anything specific? I want to try to get through some stuff today. I don't mean to rush you, but is there anything specific? And now no, I'm I getting just, a little nervous about our guest coming on. I'm getting a little nervous. I'm trying. To, I just was wondering if you remember during your, um. Behind the scenes, the funniest thing I ever saw on behind the scenes was when you're talking to Khalifa and Froning, and they're like watching all these people warm up, and they're like, I don't know, they're all warming up, we're not warming up. Do you remember that? I don't. Was it in the it was, 2014 it was, uh, open announcement? Oh wait, or no, was it, it was. Rogue? It, no, it was in the. It was underneath the uh, stadium. And Khalifa and Froning are just kind of looking at people like, I don't know, they're all warming up. We're ready. Let's go. And, <laughs> it's and, really and, funny. And, and, and Froning probably won. <laughs> probably. I oh, bet. yeah, Froning won. But, I mean, it had to be like, what, 13 or 14 if Khalifa was in there. I want you to close your eyes. Are you driving? No. And I want you to, I want you to close your eyes, Miss Jody. 
Oh, not you, Caleb. Oh, you can too. Fine, Caleb too. <laughs> he wants to do the exercise. Close your eyes. And I want you just to picture Rich Froning. Can you picture him? Mm. Mm-hmm. Sure. And maybe, maybe just so it's not, it's not weird. Let's picture Angelo next to him. So it's not like just us alone with Rich in our head. Let's have Andrew, uh, <laughs> Angelo there as a um, chaper, chaperone, as a chaperone. Oh, all right. Let's try to summon them. Okay, maybe they'll call in. Maybe Angelo and Rich will call in in a few minutes. We'll see if our manifestation powers work. Thank you for calling this morning. Yeah. Hey, you guys take care. Have a great weekend. Okay, bye. You too, Jody. Thanks. When you said picture Rich phoning, the first thing I thought of was like like this portion of just his torso. (laughs) Pervert. You pervert. Shoulders. And And I was like, I got to go beard or no beard? In mine, he was carrying a gun. In mine, he was carrying a shotgun. It's a very manly depiction <laughs> of uh, Mister Froney. Uh, okay, so we did the um, we did the 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 flatworms that um, just two dudes. Can you imagine that? It's just two dudes with a dick, and whoever gets stuck is the one that gets the baby. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, I, I wanted to uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about in today's show uh, subject that um. Uh, when, when Susan and I were down in Newport, um, meeting with, uh, California hormones, we went to a birthday party Newport. there. Kids, birth, 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 yes, Newport. We went to a kid's birthday party there. Maybe I should put my nose up. Newport. <laughs> and, uh, and, and we were, we were at a kid's birthday party there and this man shows up and he's got a daughter with him. And, and, and I, at some point I want to tell that story, but I think we're going to have a call soon. So let's get through some of these other things. And Susan and I had a blast talking about it, about him and his daughter and the way they behaved. Um, Put that subject on hold. Yes. Uh, can we go to number one? Um, I don't know if this is true, but this is how I live my life. I tried to organize these notes. Do you see that one, Caleb? Yes. Yes. You guys went to Newport? We did. <laughs> well, you have time to watch the show. Here we, here we go. Here we go. Passively. Being paid for, you'll never be paid for more than you're doing. Giving is one of the laws of the universe. You've got to willingly give and graciously receive. And if you have to think before you give, you're trading. You're not giving. If you're not willing to do more than you're being paid for, you'll never be paid for more than you're doing. Giving is one of the laws of the universe. You've got to willingly give and graciously receive. And if you have to think before you give, you're trading. You're not giving. If you're not willing. I want to tell you a story. Um, there's these people who. who. So karma is real. And anyone who uh, t- uh, tries to uh, fuck with karma, like get good karma or bad karma, it's is, it is just fucking up. That's the weird thing about it. You have to just build good habits and then kind of go on autopilot and just be like Forrest Gump. If you think you're doing something nice to someone to get something back, you get it right there. That that moment is the moment you're getting it. You've put nothing in motion. It's like putting car in your gas in your car while it's running, but only dripping it in at the same speed that, that it's consuming it at the gas station. You're burning that as fast as you're putting it in. Those of us who do nice shit for people, we we, we don't think we're, we're not thinking. It's already it's 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 in our habits. It's ingrained in us. Those of us who work hard harder than what we get paid for, it's ingrained in us. We're not trying to get some fucking reward. 
all those people around you who are successful that you might resent or you don't think deserve $50 billion, that, that's how they all got there. Like them, love them, don't like them. Joe Biden was never lazy. He didn't get to where he was being lazy. Never. Well, that's true. Yeah. Hunter Biden, no, no, all those people, they're like, they, they've, they've, they've created their lives. He didn't get all that crack just by sitting around doing nothing. No, he's doing foreign deals, baby. Yeah. He's read that work. book. He's fucking working his ass off <laughs> to get his next rock. He's hustling. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of um the same thing uh, with, uh, I forget what the video was, but it's somebody picking up a piece of trash as they're just walking by. Yeah. And they go, oh, that's nice. You picked up that trash for them. And he goes, I didn't pick it up for them. I picked it up for me. I'm cultivating a mindset. It's a habit yes. to where yes. every time I go buy something, I'm leaving it better than I found it. Yes. Yes. Wow. That's a great one. That's a fucking great one. Do do everything you do. What is it to the best of your ability? Do everything, everything, all of it. It's it, that was that was so good. But but um. so so I had I had this friend. And we were talking about a third friend. So let's say Caleb and I were talking about Sousa. And Caleb said, hey, I called Sousa to check on him. Or if I, or he would say to me, let's say Caleb said, hey, I hate Sousa. And I go, why? And he's like, well, I called on him to check on him. And I go, and what happened? And he goes, well, see, he didn't, he didn't answer. He didn't answer. Yeah, and he never called me back. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> you called him to check on him to do something nice. But he didn't answer, call you back, and now you hate him because he didn't let you perform your act? I mean, and I think that that, when I heard that, I, I, of course I unfucked my friend. I'm like, dude, your shit is all fucked up. So much ego in that. Yeah, your shit is all fucked up. It's like, and I, and I used to be like this as a little kid. It's like when you do something nice for someone or you say hi to someone and they don't say hi back to you, they don't owe you shit. Don't get me wrong. They're fucking knuckleheads for not keeping the game going. Mm -hmm. but no one owes you shit. It's the same thing. If you ask someone a yes or no question, but you just assume they're going to say yes and they say no, then, then you're the piece of shit. You ask them with an expectation. Don't do that to people. Don't set yourself up for failure like that. I've told the story about the guy who asked me for a cigarette once, right? The Rastafarian guy at a park, at a band. Basically, I was at, I was at, a, I was at a show like an impromptu show in college, just some dudes playing music and drum circle. And, uh, and I'm sitting there and I'm smoking clothes and this really cool Rastafarian dude comes up, you know, just beautiful long dreads. Uh, hey man, he's, he's like clearly like from Jamaica or something. Um, can I get a smoke? And I, and I, my seriously, I'm like, no. And he goes, uh, why not? And I said, cause they're mine. And he goes, you don't have an extra one in there. And then I, now I'm getting like just smart. So I'm like, nope, every pack just comes with 12. There wasn't an extra one in this one or in any of the packs I ever bought. And then he's like, you're being an asshole, man. And then I was like, hey, dude, you yeah. came over to me yeah. and asked me for a smoke. That means I have two choices. If I didn't have any choices, you should have just come over and said, give me a smoke or taken my pack from me. Right. But you're you're disingenuous fucking douche. He just walked away. He didn't like that. <laughs> I've heard something like replace expectation with appreciation. Expectation. Yeah, I like that. So it's like. Yes. You know, if you go do something or whatever, it's like rather than have, placing some sort of expectation, which is normally never going to be li lived up to, you might as well just uh, have appreciation for whatever it is you're doing or attempting to do or going to. It makes life right. a little easier. 
uh, good morning, uh, GP. Any kind comments we can get from GP? Let's let's acknowledge this. Let's reward GP for this one. Usually, I just reward him for his negative shit. Good morning, good morning, my friend. I'm not getting nice. Hey, Adam, this is for you. How good are you at hacky sack? I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. Hacky sack. God, I wanted to be so good at that. I suck. That that requires practice. I didn't have that. So don't be afraid to just put, put in new practices. And and like uh, Susan gave a good one, pick up pick, uh, pick up trash when you see it. That's that's just, just a great practice. I you guys have all heard my one. No matter what money I see on the ground, a penny, a nickel, a dime, anything, I pick it up and I tell myself you're a money magnet. There'll be like four adults like grown ass men in their suits and shit standing somewhere and I'll walk by and I'll see a penny by their feet and I'll be like, excuse me, gentlemen, is this yours? And they will be like, no, and they look at me like I'm a weirdo. And I'm like, I, I, I'll take that. <laughs> oh, you guys are early. What are you guys doing? You guys can't just crash this show. Oh, hey. <laughs> oh, what's going on guys? Yeah, we can. We can do what we want. Do what we want, man. Samuel Cornwye. Nice. Rich Froning and uh, and the only dude that matters, a man with a camera. Who's that in the back? God, Rich, what a great fucking morning. 6.30. This is the earliest I've ever hung out with you. Uh-oh, they're frozen. They are frozen. It's still a great Scott. frozen. Scott. 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 Yeah, Scotty, what's up, dude? Living the we dream, driving, huh? So. Where are you guys going? You guys are breaking up pretty bad. Where are you going? Well, fantastic having you guys on the show. I say, that just gives me an idea. We could always just put a screen with them in it and be like, oh, they're on again. <laughs> for all the clicks. For all the clicks. I, I put, oh, um, uh, Scott. Kind of, uh, yeah, it's a little better. That 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 one cell tower um, in Cookville is struggling right now. I think like six <laughs> people are on their cell phone at the same time. Seven. Seven. Se- sorry, seven. I think we switched seven, off the Wi-Fi. Seven, yeah. Uh, Samuel, can you turn your phone off so we can get better reception on Rich's phone? <laughs> Airplane mode, please. Yeah, yeah. Mode, gentlemen. <laughs> where, where are you guys going? We are headed to Knoxville for uh, semifinals. Nice. And, and it's just the three of you in that car? Yep, just the three of us. Three best friends. <laughs> is this um? Is this normal? I thought for some reason I pictured you guys all getting in the van and, and uh, dad driving. Yeah, you can't see out of the back of that thing, so everybody gets car sick. Uh, um, right now, like I said, it's just us. Whoop, and there we go. It's okay. No one wants to look at you anyway. People only like your voice. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's me, me, Scott, and Sam heading that way. The girls uh, headed up last night, and uh, yeah, check in day today. Um, any regrets um, at bringing Samuel onto the team? Pretend like he's not there. Um, only that he's Canadian. Understood. 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 That's the only one, though. Does he take a lot of? Are there a lot of Canadian jokes? Uh, not really. Mostly uh, French jokes. Right. He speaks French, you know. And and we're dumb and only speak one language, so we like to make fun of people who can only speak two languages. Okay, you know. Yeah, I gotta smack him down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys critique his French, even though you don't know it. Hey, dude, <laughs> exactly. you said that wrong. Same with Guy too. We like yeah. to give Guy crap, even though he he speaks two languages, <laughs> and us stupid Americans only speak one. You know. 
Samuel, you right. had the wrong inflection. That's not how you speak French. Yeah, exactly. what, are you, what are you from Canada? Hey, how about that dude in the back? Does he speak any other languages? Negative. He speaks camera. That's that's Scott uh, speaks content. That's all he speaks. He speaks. What's up with the uh, What's up with the other camera? The other camera dude made it on the team. Yeah, Ben. Ben's team. Uh, they're competing this weekend with us on Justice. The re- that's the redheaded dude. Yep, that's um, redheaded Ben. And uh, is that kind of like a? Do you think that when he became a cameraman, it was kind of like a gate? Like he knew that that was his way. Shit, like I'm never going to get to train in the barn. I'll start as a cameraman and then slide onto a team. I'm being serious. You think there was any of that? <laughs> no, no. I just think Ben. Uh, Ben's been incredibly fit since he started coming to Mayhem, and then over the years, I mean, what last? I have a good ben story. Oh, Scott has a good Ben story. He'll let you. Let's go hear on. it. Let's hear. It. Hey, does, but Scott, before you start, does Ben to ever take off his shirt? Sometimes I told yeah. him if they're comfortably like in a qualifying position for the last event, he needs to take off his shirt so he can show everyone what peak performance looks like. <laughs> wow, you did tell him that? Yeah. Hey, he doesn't seem like he has a good sense of humor. He seems like a really stoic guy. Like you got no, Miko Salo as your really Ben awesome. probably has the best sense of humor of anybody in on our, our crew. Oh, okay, good. All right. But he said in 2019 he went to Iceland to film. Um and he was watching like the competition and he saw how people were doing and he was like, wow, I can do way better than that guy or way better than that team or whatever. And he's like, I should try to compete. And so in 2019, after that happened, he wrote on a pair of white Nano 4s, like Sanctionals 2019 or something. And he claims he's going to wear those out on the floor. But so in 2019, he decided he's probably compete CrossFit. Wow. And so the Iceland competition disappointed him so much. And this is his first time? Yeah, yeah. He was uh, what, like a couple spots out of semifinals as an individual last year. Yeah, and he backfilled this year. He backfilled in this year, but uh, went team. Uh, K- Caleb, now that Scott um, has got started talking, can you put in Scott in there too? It says Rich Samuel and uh, and and camera guy Scott. Yeah, camera guy. <laughs> see Scott, like you're C Beaver. He sees Scott. Uh, Samuel, any any. Seriously, any anxiety about being team and going to this event, not being individual? Is any party like, like, like shit? What did I do? Like, <laughs> no, man, the field care. is just a bunch of pussies this year. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's gonna be next weekend. Next weekend. Uh, say that again. That's gonna be a nice weekend. It is. But you're not answering the question. Is any he, part of you feeling <laughs> Canadians coming out? He doesn't want to say anything negative. He just yeah. yeah don't give don't give the politically correct answer. <laughs> like like who are the do 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 we know who the, you're going to the syndicate? Yeah, syndicate. Syndicate. Caleb, can we see who the guys are on there? Let's ask Samuel who he can beat. Let's just pull up the that. Let's just go down go the list. <laughs> can he? Did, would he? Rich? Did would he qualify as an individual from there? Yeah, hundred percent. Scott, I don't, know, I don't know who the uh, I know a couple. Like I know Scott's on there, Ben's on there, Hopper's on there, Maderos, uh, Maderos Morad. I mean, it's a pretty heavy hitter, uh, sanctional. But Sam's super fit. I have no doubt he would have made it. Scott, can you vote in on that? Uh, yeah, he'd be on the podium. He'd be Ooh, wow. Okay, hundred percent. So, so uh, how about this guy, Mateus Porter? Does he beat that guy? <laughs> no, 
That's the only guy that we. That's the one hey, we're worried about, Mateo. Uh, what's your um, Rich? What's your relationship like with Justin Medeiros? Do you have one? Do, do yeah, you guys- I like Justin. Yeah, I mean, we haven't. He's been to Cookville once, and um, you know, anytime we see each other, we talk a little bit. I'm not, you know, I don't have. Um, we don't talk on the phone. Damn, we lost him. Is redheaded Ben a stepchild? Great question. Fair, totally fair. Uh, say that one time so you, again rich so you guys don't talk on the phone what no we don't have we don't talk on the phone or anything but anytime we see each other we talk a little bit i like justin a lot good kid um seems like positive energy guy uh like him a lot yeah he is so positive right yeah and almost a good sense too positive no i'm just kidding <laughs> oh yeah I, that, I think that's <laughs> fair he is almost too positive and um and he has a totally different uh where you guys train in this crew he trains totally alone yeah, I mean, that's, you know, some people are different like that. I, I like to have people around us and um, like to hang out and, and work out at the same time. So, uh, but yeah, he's he's got a little crew. I think he, when we were at uh, Rogue, he was up there and they were doing their own thing. Uh, but there was like five or six of them kind of, I don't know, and that could have just been that he was on a trip. But um, I like I get the impression he's re- he, he doesn't want to train with guys from last time I talked to him. And now he's got um, Ellie over there, that, that girl from... Australia. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Did you ever train alone? Uh, I would do a, maybe a session or two alone, but for the most part, we always kind of had a crew. Uh, I had a bunch of good good people around that would, you know, when I was an individual, that would push me in different areas, like people that were stronger, people that were uh, maybe better cardio-wise. So it's always I've always just kind of trained with a group. I like, you know, hanging out and, like I said, hanging out and working out. It's more fun that way. Not that there's any um, uh, comparison between me and you, but I used to love working out with other people, and then I started training by myself, and it's hard to go back. Yeah, there's some days where, you know, it is it is nice to just either go out to the barn or go to the basement, not have to worry about anybody else's schedule. You know, they're kind of warm up and, right. you know, whatever, and you can just kind of, especially having kids or, you know, family stuff, there are days definitely that I'm like, ah, I'll just go knock something out, and it's a whole lot easier. Um, and that's, you know, that's kind of our Sundays or our Thursdays and then Monday, Monday through Wednesday. And then Friday, Saturday, it's kind of, we just bigger group session. Are you, are you spending time every day with your kids? Oh yeah. Yeah. We, uh, if my kids can go, if, you know, if we're doing something that they can go to, you know, if I'm going to the gym or whatever, or, um, if they're down at the barn every day, basically getting in the way, riding their bikes around, um, making everybody super nervous with barbells overhead. It's great. Uh, Sam is ranked so high for me. I'm disappointed he isn't going indie. I mean, let's not let's not beat around the bush. We all are. This is fucking ridiculous. This is, <laughs> this is just a just a jerk off session with these two on the same team. Let's come on. This is ridiculous. Like the two the two the two guys we want to see going individual the most are now on a team together. Whoopie do. Great, great. Tell him Scott. Tell him. Tell him how Scott. How excited would you be if these two guys went individual? I'd be very excited. Yeah, very excited. Hey, um, Rich, what's going to happen to Annie? Um, look, I moved them up so that the writing oh, wouldn't man. cover their face, and now and now, and now they just keep tilting the camera up. <laughs> Do you think um, – is it once you go team, you can't go back to – like have we lost Annie now? I don't think so. To the um, abyss of teams? I don't, I don't think so. I – you know, 
I enjoy team better. Sam, Sam's going to do a one-year stint. He'll be back individual, so we haven't lost Sam. Um, I, I don't know. I just It's just so much more fun uh, to, to compete with other people personally. You know, I don't know. You know, not, that's not for everybody. Uh, but I think, you know, depending on how Andy's overall experience is this year, you might see her back as an individual or she might stay there. Who knows? But Sam will be back next year. So there are, but that's what I'm saying. You think that there's some things about now Annie has a kid. Um, there are some things that she's going to see about being on team that make it uh, a nicer lifestyle. Uh, I don't know. You know, I don't know. She's, I can't remember what her kind of growing up uh, sport background was. Uh, but for me, you know, always playing team sports, I missed the team sport aspect of, uh, of competing. And so I just really enjoy being on a team and um I, I don't i can't speak for her and like i said what her kind of background was um uh, in that that regard samuel did you play team sports yeah yeah i played a lot of my life growing up so that's why and, so, and, and is, is this scratching that itch are you feeling something similar from when you were on a team with hockey to the team you're on with mayhem feel like being on a team is scratching that itch like nah nah, nah. oh that was cool richie translated into french for him that was awesome thank you <laughs> we uh we 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 well, i mean just like you said it's uh team sport is always more fun to do and uh you know being in a team it's like uh when, we, when you have like a uh a harder day at work or at the gym it's just I don't know, you push for your teammates because they're counting on you for games day. So it just it's a different mindset, but I like it a lot. And yeah, I'm enjoying this year. Okay, here's the best question I'm gonna ask the whole time. Scott, you ready? Scott, yeah. How of all how, how how did you as the cameraman get to go with these guys? Like if let's say that I'm guessing that there's a handful of camera guys going and like everyone's like, oh fuck! I hope I don't have to ride in the car and fucking listen to Gee talk fucking Portuguese for fucking two hours in the car. Oh shit! I got rich. I got rich and Samuel. Oh fuck! He's like, you call your mom. Oh fuck! I'm going with the champ. Is it like that? Uh, no. I I guess I I guess I just tell people what to do. So I ended up in this truck. Yeah, Scott's the director, so awesome. Uh, director of media, so he gets to call his shot. Scott, uh, were you on that? Sh- were you on the show? What's your last name? Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! I didn't even recognize you. I apologize. I was like, it, you didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't fucking run to red. I he's just Vanderslut to me. That's it just that's it. Old Vanderslut. That's him. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. No. Scott gets. Uh, Scott gets to pick what he wants to do, and most of the time, I'm like, Hey, Scott, you're coming with us because I like to hang out with Scott. I like all of our camera uh, people, but Scott. But not Ben, because Ben doesn't really talk. He, ben doesn't have a sense of humor, and he doesn't say much. Uh, ben, I, you need to meet Ben. That's that's about as far from the truth as... <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, you need to get... After the semifinal, we need to get Ben on there, because Ben's got some pretty good hot takes. Um, He's the most entertaining of our media team, for sure. For sure. Probably the most personality, honestly. Okay, good. So I'll just All keep right. picking on him like he has no personality until I yeah. meet him. Meet him. Yeah. Meet him. <laughs> meet him. Meet him. Savon, let Samuel Cornwye speak French, then Google translate it in the subtitle. No. It's <laughs> a lot of work, Bruce. Uh, S- Samuel, and here comes the worst question of the uh, show. Um, h- how's your kid? 
Where's my kid? How's your kid? How oh, is your God, kid? They're great. They're great. I miss them a lot. <clears throat> yeah. When I had interviewed you, you had mentioned that you were in Cookville, and um, this was before you had announced you were going on the team. And I was like, man, this is crazy dedication that he has going down there and being away from his kids. But now I kind of piece it together. You had to to get in there within the time frame, right? That's why you had to go before Jan 1? Yeah, I mean, they came to visit me a couple of weeks ago uh, here in Cookville. Uh, I'm going to go see them for a week at the home, and I'm going to bring them with me back in July for King's Reps. So uh, at least I'm going to be uh, – I'll have some time with them. But, uh, yeah, I miss them a lot. How old is the baby? Those sacrifices, those, those sacrifices are paying off. Uh, I'm getting thinner every day, and, yep, we need to kick some ass. Awesome. And how old's the baby? Uh, she just turned six months. And you just, it's just one, right? Um, Mila just turned six months, and Liam is four. Oh, and was Liam there too? Yep. Yeah, he, that was actually kind of funny because he played uh, him and Trice. Uh, so just like to put you in context, uh, Liam doesn't speak English yet. Um, Trice, Trice doesn't obviously speak, doesn't yeah. speak French. He but, barely speaks English. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and yeah, and they played the whole week together nonstop. And I don't know how, but they were understand, understanding each other and they, they had a blast. It was pretty cool just to see like those two interact without being able to speak each other's language. It was hilarious. How long was he there? Uh, they were 10 days. Yeah. Um, any part of uh, um, your wife having concerns because the Froning kids just run wild. Was she like, okay. Uh, Cause you know, like parents get like that. Like when they get around kids who are like these country kids, like Trice was doing stuff and like, uh, really should he be taking cow patties and throwing them up against the side of the barn? And like, did your <laughs> wife have any issues at first? Like letting them kind of free range with the buffaloes? Uh, I mean, I mean, Liam and Trice are different a little bit, but I think it was great for Liam to have that. Friend like tries to show him like to be more a little bit more wild. I would say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wild is a good word. For wild Christ. is a good word. And uh, but you know uh, we shared us like the same values as Rich's family, so it was great for us. And uh, I think it was a great fit for everyone. And uh, I know Liam is missing Trice a lot, and he can't wait to come back. So. How old is Trice? Trice just turned five in April. So. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, him and Violet. Violet's four, but man, Trice is yeah. He's. A thousand miles an hour all the time. So <laughs> it's uh, it's fun, but it's it's he's a lot. So yeah, he definitely tur- uh, showed Liam some bad habits for sure. <laughs> it's um. That that is those are my friends. You nailed it, Samuel. My friends now. It doesn't matter whether I like them or not. If they share the same values yeah. as me for their kids, I can accept anything about them. Like I really like I like they could they could pee on my toilet seat. I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can park in my spot. You can eat my food. If you share the same values as me with the, how you raise your kids, I, fuck your your family. It's a um. It's we're really lucky to find people in our tribe, right? Yep. Yep. No. Yeah, it's it's nuts. I, w- I was just talking about how some of my friends. I, we watch the UFC every Saturday night at my house, and, and and it's basically what it is 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 people with kids come over, and the kids just run wild for like four or five hours at my house. And there's some parents who don't bring their kids there because they think that because we're watching the UFC, it's going to damage the kids. First of all, none of the kids ever don't they don't give a shit. They never come in there, but they're like so missing out right. because it's like the greatest group of kids. It's uh. Hillary gets a little upset of sometimes with how much I let the kids 
I just let them go, you know, like, yeah, they, uh, they, they'll wrestle on the trampoline and, and do whatever. She, she just didn't grow up with boys either. So she doesn't understand why Trice is the way he is sometimes. Right. And then when, when she sees other boys, she's like, OK, I kind of get it now. Yeah. Are you getting more, uh, Rich? More? Kids. Uh, I can't do the baby stage. Uh, we, Hillary came to me, I guess it's been a couple weeks ago. And she was cleaning out the girls' closets and, like, of all their old clothes and stuff. And she's like, hey, are we done with kids? And I said, absolutely. And she <laughs> how, uh, how quick I said yes. You have four, uh, right? We have three. And three. It, it, we're just in such a good spot with where Violet's four, where we can do stuff, you know? Like, adding a baby, an infant to the mix. I'm just not a nurturer. That's just not I'm – a, I'm a glorified playmate. Um, I'm not going to sit there and hold a baby for hours where Hillary, that's her, like, that's what she does. She's a nurturer. She loves to hold babies. She can hold them for 24 seven. And one of my best friends, uh, Matt, they, they have a six month old. He's great now, but in the beginning, just watching years be sucked away from Matt's life. Cause they had an infant. I, just, it was like power leaving his body, you know? So. Um, he's in, they're in a great place now. <laughs> I can't, I just can't do it. You know, as, as bad as that sounds and as selfish as that sounds like, I really like my kids like a lot and adding a fourth in, I'm like, I don't know if I could go back to the baby thing again. Condom sales just skyrocketed. Did, did Rich just <laughs> say that power was leaving that man's body? <laughs> Aging it's like right a movie where eyes. like, you know, they just suck, suck the life out of you. Crazy. Oh, what, what your guys' first event is um, tom- tomorrow? Tomorrow. I know I have a schedule here somewhere. Let me see this. I know uh, Taylor sent me a schedule. Which is pretty awesome. Yeah, tell, yeah. You got to be getting close to like a regular city with like gas stations and shit now. <laughs> Uh, to say that again, yeah, when is your first like, event? I think one gas station in about 50 miles. <laughs> what is... Uh, midday-ish. Okay, I'm, I have the schedule somewhere. Let me see. Okay. Uh, syndicate, team event number one, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. You guys are two hours ahead. So it's at noon. Is that what you just said? Oh, you're Three awesome. Three hours kid. ahead, I think, from Eastern Time. Oh, you're Eastern Time? Okay. Oh, yeah, well, you're right. Okay. So Eastern we'll, Time. We're actually... And, and do you do you take this? Is there any difference between this competing here and competing at the games? Like in terms of the t- the mentality of the team? I I know Scott doesn't no, give a no, shit. He just lets the camera dangle from his neck and shit. He's like, that's eh, just fucking <laughs> semifinal. But but for you guys, is there any difference, or is it just? Scott says content's content. He doesn't really care. But for us, yeah, I mean, yeah, we want to we want to do what we're gonna do at the games and. It's good practice for us in the environment. A um, little bit of chaos thrown in there. And, and you can't replace the intensity of, of competing. Uh, you can train as much as you want, but um, intensity of competing just does something to your, I don't know, psychology, your body. Uh, you know, after the end of the weekend, even though it's a semifinal and people think we don't care, it's going to, it'll drain you. Hey, um, 
when you train, is there stuff that you're that you still um, learn or things that are still developing? Like maybe like when in 2009 you never thought about your breathing, and now it's like always your breathing, or you never thought about nostril breathing, or um, you know. Uh, when you're deadlifting, you, you, you're like, holy shit, I should have been doing it like this the whole time. I should have always been pushing down on my big toe. Like, are there any things that you still refine? Like, do you have aha moments still? Yeah. Does anything, yeah, sure. it, does anything stick out? Uh, yeah, actually, you know, it's been a couple months, but I widened my deadlift um, hand position. Uh, K-Star was out here a little bit, and um, I had just kind of, intuitively for some reason started doing that when he was out here he was saying he did the same thing because you can actually engage your upper back a little bit more uh start a little bit lower not more not like a an only position on the deadlift but a little bit lower and that's one thing that you know i've kind of developed over the last couple months and then you know just just little things i think refining movement and um, i think we're all constantly learning and then honestly the the older i get and certain things start to nag you got to kind of change up um, the way the body moves a little bit too. So yeah, I think, uh, if you're not learning, you're gonna, uh, you're gonna fall behind. Let me ask you this question. Um, when I used to see Rob Orlando deadlift, like back in 2000, I don't know, nine or 10, it would always look like his weight was going on the outside of his feet. Yeah. And I noticed as I got older, I started doing that more and more. Do you know what I'm talking about? That feeling? It's probably because you have less joint space on the inside of your knees now from all the years of... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, oh. yeah. <laughs> I was going to be like, shit. <laughs> I don't have any knee issues. But does that happen? I mean, your feet looked flat there. Um, I'm sure I roll just a little bit. I notice when I squat especially, yeah, I roll to the outsides of my feet. I pronate really bad with my feet anyway. That's the way I'm... Uh, I am biomechanically, I think. Um, I yeah, maybe that left it. foot looks like you're on the outside a little bit. Maybe that left foot. I can't tell maybe if it's a camera angle or not. I'm pretty bow-legged, I've, I've realized, in the last couple of years. Like, I saw myself walk on a video or something. And I'm like, damn, you're bow-legged. Like, my boots, they wear out on the outside. So, yeah, I, I'm definitely, uh, you know, more towards the pronated side of my feet. So, I don't know. That could be something. Um, I think about, you know, foot tension and, uh, try to keep weight on the whole foot, not necessarily. You know, I think for years we talked about heels, 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 and that was just a kind of a coaching cue because people are so used to being on their toes in most sports. But I think it's more whole foot pressing versus um, heel pressing. So that's just something over the last couple of years I've thought about is, you know, concert, contact of the foot and, and pressing through the whole foot instead of just the heels. God, I'm so – yeah, I'm so glad that question worked. That could have been a really dumb <laughs> question. I could have got destroyed. Uh, in that video that um, I don't know if you guys made it or CrossFit made it, um, I, I, I'm halfway through it. It's uh, you guys, I think, doing quarterfinals or something. And um, you're watching one of the other teams, uh, Mayhem teams, uh, workout. And it is the most uh, – and, and I – Maybe there's other videos where you're doing this too, but it was the most aggressive I had ever seen you. Like I'd never seen you really in that coaching um, mindset, and that was the first time I thought, "Oh shit, maybe, maybe." And I, and I don't know if it's if I'm just making this up, but I've heard you allude to maybe this is your last year. And I was thinking, "Oh shit, maybe he's gonna just become a hardcore coach." Uh, you're you're watching our Road to the Games for Justice and Independence. That yes, yes, that, but, mm -hmm. yes, um, yes. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, oh, 
if you would ask me five, six years ago if I would ever coach coach, I'd said no. Um, I think of myself almost like my parenting skills. I'm a, I'm a glorified training partner. Um, but, you know, over the years, I've learned a couple things and um, ways to help. And so, um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, you know, I've said this is my last year. This is my, definitely my last year on the team. Um, but who knows? You know, guys like me, guys like Scott, we can't just full on retire. We're going to be working out anyway. So I'll still do the open. I'll still do probably age group online qualifiers because I am a master starting next year. I missed it this year by a week. Um, and then, you know, if I feel like I can go to the games and, and compete at, at the level I want to, then who knows? You know, every couple of years I might do a master's run. Mm. Um, I don't know. The individual's guys like, back. Guys like me, we don't really retire. So I don't, I don't know, you know. Oh, my goodness. He's gonna play with everybody's emotions, like pancake. Oh my goodness! Um, have you have you have like you me. talked about this before? This uh, uh this this master's bit. thing? A little bit, you know. I, I and I don't want to like commit to say, hey, I'll do that. Uh, too know? late, too late. Stop, stop, stop. Too late. <laughs> Full on commitment. We've decided. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be next year. Like like I said, if I feel like I can still compete at the level I want to, which is win, um, then I'll keep doing it. But. Um, you know, I kind of was joking with us internally, and I said, what I'll do is I'll wait till 40, I'll come back for 40, I'll wait till 45, I'll come back at 45, I'll try to win one Masters championship in each of the age Oh, I God, that division, would be fucking classic. Companies, you better hurry up, because the company's not going to be around much longer. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I can't wait to talk to you offline. Uh... I appreciate you guys coming on. We will we will be watching uh, closely. You are uh, so generous with your time, Scott. Thanks for sharing these guys. I, I know it's not fun sharing the stars. Uh, Samuel, uh, can't wait to have you back. The individual, we'll we'll pretend to cheer you on um, too. Uh, send us a link throughout the weekend while you're podcasting if you want us to jump on. Always, dude. I'll I'll send you a ton. Yeah, no pressure if you can or can't. Cool. And uh, when you see Angelo, uh, um, give him a big hug for us. We're sorry we missed him. I'll give him a nut tap. We'll do it. <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you so much. All right. Love you. Bye. Bye. That was a big, was that just a big announcement that just happened? I don't know. I think it was. Oh, I, I did want to ask him what happened to our, our boy Hobart. No Bart. What happened to Hobart? He's focused on other initiatives. Uh, um, but, uh, Caleb, um, we we open up a uh, uh, a text thread to Rich Froning, um, and 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 I'm going to dictate here. A dear Rich, um, <laughs> please do not come on the podcast again with your shirt on. Sincerely, <laughs> head of Sevon Media LLC. Thank you. Okay, and you just, just go ahead and send yeah, that off. Thank you, thank you. Put my seal yeah. on it, wax it, and uh, thank you. Very good, dude. Uh oh. Oh, wow. 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 Fantastic. Wow. That is amazing. That is absolutely. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Sorry. Sorry. I want to. I promise you what we we I we will t- share this with you in. Uh, uh, I just saw a text come in uh, that I'm on this thread also with uh, Caleb and Matt and a bunch of people from the team. And I, I'm going to make a note here. Share that. Uh, on Tuesday, share on Tuesday. I will share this moment on Tuesday. Wow, you guys are gonna love this. This is fun. Okay, um, let's. Uh, we have uh, a few minutes left of the show. Let's get the, 
how dare Rich derail our show thinking he can just call in? Oh, I forgot to ask him that. I forgot to ask him about Chris uh, Ruglowski beating him at that event. Do you remember? Oh, that's okay. Yesterday we'll she that said one. she put the whoop on. What are those headphones? Are did those come out of a Cheerios box, uh, Caleb? I mean, look at those things. Those are like some 1980s from like that waterproof Walkman I used to have. Yes, exactly. So I was driving to Knoxville and I, my AirPods died or like they weren't connecting. And so I had to stop at a gas station and buy like the $30, like small pack of headphones. Hey, and you know, those are 85 cent headphones. Yeah. The kind yeah. it's like on a spinning oh, yeah. thing. You spin it and like, you're like, oh, okay, I'll take those. And they exactly. have like some chargers that you know, don't work worth a shit. And, and those are also like $50 with like, with just the cord. <laughs> you can't get the block. The block's like another 20. Yeah, that's exactly where I got. Oh man! Hey, um, send me your um, uh, I, I don't do I don't know if I have your mailing address. Do I, send me your mailing address after after the show, and I'm gonna send you those same exact headphones. I just got a pair for Taylor Self. They're the exact same ones that um Brian was wearing yesterday on the show, and uh, Sousa wears them when he's on the road. Those are incredible. They're and they big, have a noise yeah. canceling mic also. Jabra makes them so that like if there were people in the room with you, like we wouldn't even hear any of that. Or one of those fans on your computers will do that. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, I did. I don't know if this is true, but this is how I live my life. That's the thing where you, you, you need to be work. What was the exact way you said that? If you're only working as hard as you're getting paid, you're never going to get paid more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, work as hard as the amount you want to get paid. Well, most people do under the amount too, right? Like especially people that don't work for themselves or they just kind of have a job. Usually they're like, what's the minimum I could get by and not really get called out and stuff? It's not – that's not my job, bro. Yeah. I don't got to take that out. That's not my job. It's the next guy's job. I'm offended that you asked me to do that. (laughs) Um, Number – number, and and, uh, along that line too – if, if you're embarrassed about the job you're doing, then you should quit that job because you're an idiot. But you shouldn't be embarrassed about the job you're doing. If you're the dude who cleans the bathroom at Starbucks, make it the cleanest bathroom ever. So you, everyone gets rewarded who does insane work. It's nice to see Matt's face on the podcast. Matt who? <laughs> Thanks, Albert. Uh, uh, number two, and this is why my kids will never – Go to public school. Can you imagine sending your kids to public school and they get charged for sexual harassment because the wrong thing comes out of their mouth? You sent your kid there to be educated, to be learned. Oh, wait till you see this. This is nuts. Eighth graders using wrong pronoun is now considered sexual harassment. The insanity of transgender ideology doesn't stop with encouraging children to undergo damaging, irreversible procedures that involve mutilating or poisoning their bodies. Now children who don't butcher the English language at the behest of gender dysphoric students must be investigated for sexual harassment. I mean, we used to call each other all sorts of fucked up names. Yeah, yeah. It's kids on the playground. Hey, this, is, this is thought police, people. This is 1984 thought police. This is Thought Police. Who published this? Is this a trigger article? Yeah, I checked it like in three different places. Just gets you upset. It's one of those articles to provoke and prod and create more division. Worry about this. Don't worry about lobbyists. Don't worry about the spending Congress is doing. Yes, don't be be distracted by the Sevon podcast. I'm sorry I brought that up. (laughs) 
I just can't imagine sending my kid to public school. You went to public school, didn't you? Yeah, but it was different back then. Like if a kid brought a gun to school, they just took it away from them. (laughs) Exactly. Like like nothing happened. They gave it back at the end of the day. Come to the office and pick this up. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Jesse Jesse Glaze brought a gun to school. He also brought a beer to school one time. We all drank. And both times the yard duty, Miss Pachilla, she must be dead. Miss Pachilla uh, took it from him, took the gun from him and the uh, beer from different incidents. Jesse Glaze. Hey, he, he was, he was the toughest dude in the class. And every time he got in a fight, he cried. So like, he'd be on top of a kid beating a kid up and he'd be crying. And I, I remember I was like, that too. I was always like, wow, this, he, this dude was was, just cool. dominates in fights, but he's always the one crying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm that's like, funny. I knew a kid named Darren <laughs> like that. And he would just be like, <laughs> yeah like, yeah beating the crap out of a guy and then he'd be like super upset afterwards it was this so kid strange. was a human tornado super skinny great at sports always came to school filthy filthy <laughs> uh number three james o'keefe if you don't follow james o'keefe on instagram and twitter and repost everything that he that he that he posts i don't want to be your friend i mean i can know you but you're not my friend <laughs> Like we're not, we're not, you're not doing your part. If you just want to do your part, just, uh, just repost his shit. This guy is amazing. This guy is basically, this guy's basically hunting, um, fascists. He's, he's hunting and exposing fascists. People, the kind of people who want to get your kid arrested for having thoughts. Okay, go ahead. He's a capitalist. We weren't really operating in capitalist mode. We were very socialist. Like we're all like communist. Ideologically, uh, it does not make sense. Like because we're actually censoring the right, not the left. It's true. There is bias. I don't know the two parties can truly coexist on one platform. What do your colleagues say about like? They hate it. Oh my god! Some of my colleagues are like super left, left. Left, left, left. They're like, this will be my last day if it happens. Why are you guys so worried? You know, jobless. He's a capitalist. We weren't really operating the capitalist. He, a senior engineer at Twitter, they're worried about their jobs because Elon Musk is a capitalist. Do you know that's why we have airbags? (laughs) Or the whole society we run on right now? Yeah. Do do you know that it's all, the only reason... Yeah, the only reason why we have anything is because human beings compete. It's the only reason. Everything. All that Coca-Cola. We only have Coca-Cola because humans compete. We only have Twitter because humans compete. There was this thing I remember with CrossFit where um, all the people who originally started it loved it because of the low barrier to entry. And and you could in, in two days you could take you could learn is so much. And then you would get out and train people and spread the good word. And then after about five years, I'm making that date up, that time up, those people who had their affiliates for five years all of a sudden started hating the protocol and the method that got to them to where they were at. Two days of seminar isn't enough. I don't want anyone opening a gym next to me. It shouldn't be that cheap for those people. And they started wanting to place rules in place, Mm -hmm. forgetting where they came from and why this thing spread the way it did. Instead of focusing on themselves and making their shit better. Hey, I've interviewed two cops now. One cop said it takes three years before you're a halfway decent cop, and the other one said five years. And they're in the academy for nine months. You go to law school, you graduate, you take the bar, you become a certified whatever you call those knuckleheads. 
that prey on society because of the insane laws. You think that you're a good lawyer after five years of law school? No. This whole argument that you can't be a good trainer after just taking your L1, um, it's nuts. You can't be a good anything unless you put in shitloads of time of practice. Yep. It's a it's a moot point. Stop saying that stuff. That's how you got into it. Stop thinking that you're better than other people. And that's those are the same jackasses that we're seeing at Twitter. That's what we're seeing. It's nuts. Uh, Taylor Smith, speaking of low barrier to entry, can you tell us what you guys are using to stream? No, fuck off. <laughs> uh, I, I really like James O'Keefe. Uh, yeah, we're using StreamYard. Did you see his interview on uh, Bet David's podcast? Taylor Smith? No, no. Oh. <laughs> James O'Keefe. No, no. Oh, it's, it's pretty good. Is it? But one of the things that they were asking about, which I always wonder, is like, what type of like paranoia, fear does he live in? I mean, this guy's had like the FBI show up and like, I mean, he's going after some really powerful people and he's doing it very ruthlessly. And so at some point he's got to lay there and be like, you know, not they, ruthless. He's doing it with, he's doing it with, um, I guess ruthless not ruthless. Was the wrong word. um, sorry. And I'm I, normally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't stop you on that. I'm sorry. He's uh, confrontational um, about it. Uh, confrontational he's like approaching them. Like they don't expect to be approached by anybody. And all of a sudden somebody's approaching them and they're, yeah. Maybe forward, his forward approach. Okay, yeah, yes, forward extremely forward. Yeah, like hey, good. like uh, uh, you said you you said this about someone, and um, and he walks up to you at, while you're eating dinner and confronts you on it. But but the reason yeah. why it's okay is because these people are saying really really harsh things in a really public setting, and if you right. do that, you should expect to be addressed anywhere you go. It's accountability. By, right. Right. And, and, and so you, you're, you're, thank you. Perfect. You're le I believe that the, le I, I agree with the level of your accountability should rise in the directly proportional to the, to how loud your voice is. That's just, yeah. it's just one of the laws of physics, science. Uh, I, I don't, I don't like, um, the right do, doing stupid things like conflating the fact that he said Elon has Asperger's. And, and like acting like that's a bad thing. That's woke shit. Who cares if he said he had Asperger's? Does he have Asperger's? Elon's an Asperger's fucking diagnosed motherfucker. Who cares? Like, good. If you want Elon to you be offended be by that, then you're it. the one. You're doing the exact same thing the woke crowd is. You're trying to enforce it. Elon should just lean into that. Right. Yep, I got it. What, yeah. Sorry, Caleb, what did you say? He wouldn't be who he is without it, to be quite yeah. honest. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not offended that he called them Asperger's or special help or fucking retard. Ah, retard's a little harsh, but <laughs> it, but it's the other stuff. It's saying that they that they're against free speech. That we cannot have. That's crazy. I wonder how. I wonder how that happens. Like, is it like a group think thing? You think like they're they've been, and this is going to be a pretty pretty big assumption here. But you think it's because like they go, they travel through the educational system, right? Then you go into college, and so you're around all these like minded people. And what I mean by like minded is like the same ideology is kind of being pumped from the professor and your other, you know, um, cohorts, your colleagues. And then you go into a big kind of tech industry thing, and then there's more of the same there, but your power is kind of growing a little bit in elevation to your job title, and so you're just kind of in that bubble. So you're point of view just becomes strictly that like i wonder at what point don't they like remove themselves from that and look around and are like hey let's actually make a decision for myself rather than kind of lean towards this socialist approach and God, censoring. I don't, like haven't I, they 
I don't know. Well, you heard you heard early on when he when he um when he uh cornered one of the CNN guys, right? He had one of the CNN guys going to the C- it was interesting that that CNN guy, he was like the head designer or something. He was actually questioning himself. He's like, "Hey, I don't know if what we're doing is good for society." Yeah, that's that's some At first I was going to say, "No fuck thinking. no, Souza. They don't even think like that." But but you know what? Maybe you're right. I mean, they are doing some really bad stuff. Yeah, but they see it as good, obviously. Which is, which is, I mean, but, but right? your question is, do they question themselves? Right. Like, like for instance, for instance the classic is this, um, uh, you have, you have, uh, 12 unarmed, um, uh, black men were killed. We don't know what, but pr- probably most of them, it was, it was, uh, justifiable, but that led to this movement that all cops are racist, right? And um, and so then there was the defund the police, and now we know thousands of black men have died because of the people being upset that twelve unarmed black men were died. And so there was this um, protocol put in place and a societal prejudice against police, and so they sort of abandoned their duties in these neighborhoods. And what ended up happening is thousands of black men then were hurt because of that, and right. kids, and, and th- just these neighborhoods, right, where, in, where, the, where those people live, and right. and so. Do, do what we're asking is does anyone see that who pushed for that protocol does 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 mrs lightfoot from chicago be like oh shit right i tried to fucking save two black men and i got three thousand killed like do, do, does she see the math yeah or did they look at it at the beginning and say hold on let's get some data on what's happening with the cops and realizing actually uh more unarmed white people are shot by cops than unarmed black people I don't have the data in front of me, but there's like or, a few thousand. Or, 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 do, or do we realize that, hey, it's actually – it's so in, insignificant, and, and the parallel we would draw is to seatbelts. Seatbelts killed two people last year, but they also saved 15,000. So do we get rid of seatbelts yeah. because of those two people who were killed by the – no. It's, a matter of fact, it's not even the – it shouldn't even be an issue. The real issue is drunk driving, um, uh, um, old people on the road. Driver fatigue. Uh, yeah, just shit like that. Yeah. It's like totally like it has nothing to do with the fact of the color of their skin or the cops. It's it's tiny. Right. It, it would like be tiny. like addressing COVID with a vaccine. It would be <laughs> as stupid as that. It's tiny. With a mandatory vaccine. It yeah. The issue is, di- the issue like is diet. We all know it. And the issue with uh, um, uh, 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 the violence of people getting killed is the way the kids are raised. Crazy. But you can't even have those and conversations. That girl- James. Hi. Y- yes. Yes. Hello. How are we doing? You know, Rich Froney was on my show today. I think I'm pretty cool. Still riding that high. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. I yeah. still have a, about a 10-person Coleman tent I'm pitching in my pants. But, uh, <laughs> hey, one thing. <laughs> you and me both, James. I've always – let me tell you something. Let me say something. I got a huge dong, but I wouldn't say a 10-person tent. I, I have a little bit of modesty, a seven-person tent. A pup tent. <laughs> yes, okay. but, but but good but well, kudos but to you. Kudos to you. Maybe we can maybe maybe one time we'll run into each other and, and we can compare notes. I mean, can you imagine we could have a co- commune between the two of us? Hey, if we were did you see we, we opened we opened with those worms that do penis fencing. Did you see that? Penis fence. Don't no, I don't no, want I a penis fence James. Okay, all right. <laughs> I don't want to don't no one should be doing any penis fencing with James. No, no, no. I, I, I'm calling for a serious matter, actually. Okay, go ahead. Okay, listen. Uh-huh. <laughs> listen, the, the, penis fencing the, serious, I, I, especially I would, if you're on the losing end. If you're on the losing end of penis fencing, it's not good. Okay, go on. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> the buttery bros. Yes. Okay. Uh, two hardest working guys I, I in the know, business, Heber and Marsden. Hardest working. Guys right, in the and, and 
Now, let me just say this, and they, because here's my thing, here's my thesis, and hear me out. They work too hard. They are constantly plugging things in their videos, constantly. And they're forcing these, like, macho personalities, douchey sunglass wearing. And it's just, it's too bad because I can tell they are good dudes. I honestly can tell that if you're having a beer with them, they are great guys. My issue is they somehow get in with all the best crossfitters. They get the best content. And I love, like, everybody I want to see, they're there with them before I can even think about it. But because of the plugs and they're forced everything, I can barely watch it. What do you, I mean, am I the only one who thinks this? Uh, first of all, I want to be, be clarify one thing so we don't spread any rumors. I, I, I'm 99% sure Heber has never had a beer or any alcohol. So let's, let's, let's squash that rumor right there. James. <laughs> come on my show, come on my show and spread some rumors. Um, but I've had, and for everyone he didn't have, I've, I've, I've had it. I had it for him. <laughs> um, they're they're uh, I, I guess I'm, I'll make a shit sandwich. Um, they are extremely hardworking and dedicated to their craft. They believe in the methodology. They always express I, what, what the greatest part about working at uh, CrossFit Inc. in the early days. And I've talked about this is uh, and I learned this term from uh, Sousa and Patrick Bed David is it was full of intrapreneurs, meaning everyone there treated it like it was their own business. They took ownership. You never had to tell Heber or Marsden what to fucking do. They were working 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. If they were on vacation, they would stop into an affiliate and make content and send it back to the mothership. I mean, those motherfuckers work. How they showed their relationship with CrossFit, it's part of them. Yeah, um, they, they are different creatures than me. How they were raised, where they grew up, and um, it, and so it expresses. It, there is a, a, a Pee Wee Herman element to what they do that makes me uncomfortable maybe it's maybe it's just me maybe it's like i'm just into penis fencing and uh that's what makes me comfortable but there's an element to what they do um they are both they're both sophisticated uh, men and i when i see them make those videos i don't know that side of them not that i knew them real well but i mean i would see them like every day or every other day or whatever you know and and i would consider them like strong colleagues uh even when we didn't get along, and you know, when when I worked there, I would hear rumors of them just talking mad shit about me all the time. But I didn't even care. Like I like I I fucking respect the fuck out of those guys. But their but their content is um, when I watch it, I watch it because I'm they 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 had someone on their show who then I'm going to interview, and I use their show as a reference tool. Um, but I, I I can't. It's so hard to critique them outside of just what's my cup of tea because the editing's insane the audio's insane the camera movement's insane mm -hmm. i'm never like i'm never it, it's kind of like um um do you ever do you ever like not want a bone and you bone and afterwards you're like at 90 100 percent of the time you're like man i'm glad i did that you know what i mean like you ate too much you feel fat you don't really want to fuck but you do anyway or you're tired or like you just don't want it but every every time afterwards you're like well shit that was good i'm glad i did that that's how i feel about their show i'm never like excited to watch the show but after i watch it i'm never like i'm always like oh i'm glad i saw that never so I hear you, and and their access to people's insane. I'm so mm -hmm. fucking jealous when they were with that Amazing. boxer, yes. Tia Fimo, FOMO. I would, I would fucking cut off Caleb's pinky to interview that dude. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I I feel you. They they have a special um, they they're they're a, they're a niche. But I I I've said on the show before, I'd like to see them do other stuff. 
Yes. So that's yeah, no, that's uh, my that's my two cents. Uh, as far as the douchey glasses go, um, I like the fact that they push the douchey glasses because I think it's funny that I mean, I never see a crack in their in their armor either. So if they are insecure about that shit, they never show it. Like I'm I'm like watching the show. I'm like, man, these guys, like they stand by their shit. I'm wow, brain. really, Savon? Because I remember when I used to smoke weed, and I would like, I would like analyze people on a deep level. I feel like if I watch their videos high, I'd be like, "What are these guys doing? This is not them." Oh, but listen, okay. Here's thing. I'll hang up. I'll let you guys. I'll let you guys move on. Okay. Hey, um, I appreciate the call. I, um, I appreciate the call. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to hang up, Savon? Is that what you're saying? I, I thought you were going to hang up. No, he's going to finish. No, no. I want to say what. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is good. Uh, what the, um, watching the buttery bros is bloated sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my. Yeah, I, here's my like, here's my rage. overall point, and this is not my intention because I agree with everything you said. I can tell they bust their ass. Yeah, yeah. Is when you were when you were going to like whatever Rich's gym. Yeah, it was about Rich and Dan. It was clearly like all Rich and Dan and all those guys. It was like we were just watching them, and it was amazing to see that shit. And then with Buttery Bros, sometimes it feels like it's more about Kieber and Mars and like all the little things they do than it is about like watching Justin Madero's train and like hear his perspective and stuff. That's my only thing. But, but, but don't they have to, to that kind of stuff come back? But James, don't they have to do that? I hear that criticism a lot too. And I kind of don't have that for him. Here's two reasons. One, they both have beautiful bodies. So, so, right. And they both work out hard. And when I, and when I met, um, I, I can't ever remember Marsden not having a beautiful body, but when I met Heber, he was a fucking stick. Like I, I think I, as, as I recall, I don't want I could have run circles around him in the gym. Yeah, he's like, like he couldn't even put my weights away. And now he would fucking throw me fucking over my own house. So like, <laughs> like I saw him put that work in, and, and which is, and he, he's, he's a savage. Um, and I kind of think that they had to do that. I think that they had to build those elements. And I do think that we're seeing Heber mature. I was actually just looking on his site the other day and he's including his fan, his wife more and more. And when I see that, I think, Oh, the, I, 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 maybe I'm interpreting it wrong or I'm romanticizing it, but I see him as a man like growing older and like falling more and more in love with his wife and, and sort of get us getting more depth to it or him getting willing to share more depth um, about himself to the public instead of just the um, sort of, sort of the peewee's playhouse. Yeah. In fairness, I have not seen that and I do respect that. So that, that's fair. But anyway, there, well, I, I'm, hey, we, we would time, agree. Man. We would agree on this, James. Right? Regardless of what you think about them, we're glad they're in the ecosystem, right? I mean, they, they bring a shit ton of better energy, off right? with them. That's for sure. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I take five videos over one of theirs, over one of Craig Ritchie. You guys have a great one. I'll see you later. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Hey, hey. He was like, he was like, just about to run Heber and Marsden over, and then he saw Craig behind him. He just backed over Craig. Oh Heber and Marsden got to escape <laughs> right at the end of the call. You know what's but, interesting is I wonder if you like had a conversation with them. You know how sometimes actors. This will is get fair. Oh, like, so sorry, real quick. Sorry, sorry. Hold yeah. that thought. This is fair. Dan Straub. That, that's right. They are the Disney of CF content. That's a very and, and Disney's the shits, right? Except for the molesting the kids part, they're amazing. Okay, go <laughs> ahead. Actually, it's kind of along uh, Dan's point here too, but it's, you know, like um, sometimes actors will start and they'll start in a comedy role. Like I think Jim Carrey and a bunch of these other people have done it where they do this, these kind of like comedies, these over the top eccentric comedies. And at some point they're like, okay, I want to switch gears and I want to do a serious movie or a different role, you know, a drama or something like that. And then, so you, you see some of them make the transition. Like, I wonder if that 
we'll see that same transition or evolution with the buttery bros. Like they kind of started with the caricatures that were all hype and the litter box and stuff. And it worked really well. And then I wonder as the, as they continue to progress, if they'll say, okay, like let, let's kind of leave that behind and transition into something else. Or maybe they just enjoy that, that stick, you know, that, that, that litter box thing. I, I've gone through a whole evolution with it. I used to think it was just ridiculous and now i'm kind of like wow those guys like like it's hiller has the bat they got the litter box yeah like, good, so like, good job them, dudes. Like, oh, yeah quit being a hater Sevon. like good yeah, job dude i know but nobody uh denies their hard work and as far as it going for like commercial after commercial like you know what i mean they got to make their money and they got to promote those brands and they got to bring value to the brands and they got to get it in front of all the eyeballs they possibly can so i don't really you know i mean it sucks but that's what they got to do to make the money right um, along that line, I want to finish. Um, uh, as we as we wrap up here, you have to go, right? I mean, we've been on here ninety minutes. Yeah, I got to be done by like eight. What do you do, Caleb? What What are you doing? You're at the event. What do you? What? what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Well, yeah, give us a view. What is that? Is that tape? It's just, this is, yeah, this is all tape. And are, you're just waiting open. for someone. You're just sitting there doing podcasts, waiting for someone's hands to rip. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Waiting for someone to skin a knee. Oh yeah. How how single is Marsden? I don't know if Marsden is single. I no, there was there was some news a couple of years ago. I knew he was dating like a news anchored girl or a new a news lady, a chick TV lady. He probably uh, private people who are like I, I hear these people who I respect and they're like no one needs more than eighty million dollars. These people who have billions of dollars they don't need this money. You you, you any person who says that. Or anyone who says, well, that was a waste of money or um, with that 40 billion, Elon could have um, fed the world that about Twitter. Those people have no idea how money works or what's going on. They don't understand the mechanism of how money works at all. Zero. It's like saying, how could there ever be a drought anywhere? We have the ocean. Like, let's just bring ocean water. I mean, that's not. No one, and I've said this before, no one has ever wasted money. The only way you could potentially waste money is as if you burned it. But buying 20 Bentleys and leaving them in a garage somewhere is not wasting money. You don't understand what the word waste means, and you don't understand how money works. If that person buys 20 Bentleys and then they starve to death and die… Three days later, because they spent all their money on Bentleys, you could say that, hey, that probably wasn't the best thing for their survival. But it wasn't a waste. That money just keeps going into the ecosystem. And a ton of people, a ton of people benefited from it. That first Mercedes Benz that was made in 1986, the 560 SEL, was $109,000. It was the most expensive production car ever made at that time. And it was the first car that had airbags. Hmm. And now all cars have airbags. Shit boxes have airbags that are made in shithole countries. <laughs> it's 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 such poor thinking. You you are you are not understanding how the world works, how people get better. It's funny to me that people are more interested in how individuals spend the money that they earned, like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. But they're like not as concerned with the spending that Congress is doing, which is their money and their kids' future money. Right. Well, okay. So another great point. So you're saying, well, they have plenty of money. Why not tax them? 
Uh, okay, exp- so that is borderline, you could explain, borderline a waste of money. And here's why. When you tax someone who's rich, what are you saying? Send that money to the government. Think about what the government does. Yeah. Just really think long and hard. Why do you think Gavin Newsom needs more of, of your, your money? Would you rather Jeff Bezos spend his money? Or would you rather have Gavin Newsom spend um, money? Yeah. How do you think it come? How do you think? How do you think it makes society uh, better? Every dollar that Gavin Newsom spends makes us weaker. Yeah, government's a terrible deployer of capital. Yeah, it, it gets wasted. And, what, and then, and then the point that I was that I was also making there too is like we're all obsessed with oh well, Elon just spent forty billion here. Well, Congress just spent forty billion for Ukraine, and that money kind of just gets shuffled off. And there's all this other like you know billions are being spent here on these initiatives, and we never see anything come from it. Like, who would you rather? The point you're making, who would you rather give a billion dollars to? Elon Musk, who's going to then turn that into a profit, create more money, bring more value to lives. Or Gavin Newsom, where we're just going to see California continuously get worse. So no, it's like it's it's I, nuts that people don't see it. It's 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 yeah. It's, it's, like, it's, why it's are we more critical of Congress's spending? Why are we are paying attention to where those taxes? Yeah, where do they spend? Going? Yeah, they feed seagulls. Don't forget that. Yes. For those of you who heard the show, everything I'm saying makes sense to you. If this is the first time you've heard this, I'll get into it more later. But we don't want to feed seagulls. Seagulls ruin the environment in which we live. Uh, hi. Even though I love seagulls, don't get me wrong. Seagulls are great. One of my favorite birds. But but feeding them, opening up a bag of bread and feeding them is uh, over a, a crowd of people is <laughs> not nice. Hey, how are you, Mars? Awesome. How are you guys doing today? Good. Great. You're on the Sevon um, Podcast. You get the final word today, Mars. Tell us. Well, okay. If, if that's the case. So, I always find it interesting how big tax bills are, right? They're like thousands and thousands of pages and nobody ever reads them, right? And all these people calling for more taxes are the stupidest shit. Do you have a tax accountant? Yeah. Yeah. Tax accountants are worth their money in gold because literally uh, money, weight in gold, whatever. Anyways, literally you can save 500 bucks and you'll save thousands on taxes because the whole reason the tax bill is thousands of pages long is so that you can find every loophole to avoid your taxes that's why it's thousands of pages long it's to it's to make loopholes that's why all these people in politics like add a couple pages so that their little cash cash cow can find a way to slip through the cracks like have you ever heard um you know who paul harvey is yes you have to live in the. Oh, I thought I was. I'm, I'm watching the, the 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 listener numbers, and I was expecting it to plummet with uh, when Mars got on. But actually, we just put one on. Uh, yeah, Paul Harvey. He's the guy who talks about aliens in the middle of the night, and you have to live like in Iowa and fucking listen to AM radio to know who Paul Harvey is, right? It's like people who don't have lives know who Paul Harvey is, right? You're like fifty percent correct. Uh, like Paul Harvey's radio show is like out of an out, outhouse in the middle of Kansas. That's how I imagine it. With like two rabbit ears. Okay. Okay. Well, well, it's Chicago. And uh, anyways, he's it, he kind of has like opinion takes on a lot of things. But his one of his big things was in the '60s. He had this uh, album that he put out, which essentially was just him talking, and he said 
history has shown that when you tax people above a quarter, uh, uh, you're doomed to economic cliffs. And he said that biblically speaking, we shouldn't go tax. God, God said, God was saying by tithing, this is what he, like, it was like a uh, representation of how the government, how the state should act like a 10% or something. What would happen but, if you got a new, if you got some um, AirPods that were noise canceling, would they make it so it didn't always seem you were calling from a place where animals were being tortured? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I should try something else. Dude, you're a frequent <laughs> caller. Clean your shit up. You don't take this fucking shit seriously. Do you? <laughs> Oh, I don't actually. I'm on the toilet right now. God, I love you, Mars. You're a good dude. Okay, you get the last word. You can't we can't let let it end with like, sheep's being slaughtered. I think the point. Uh, one of the points that I think he was making is like I forget who the guy was that ran. Uh, I wish I remember his name, but he used to say, "If God only asks for ten percent, then the government can only ask for nine. Oh, that's, I like that. <laughs> That's a, so speaking of Hebrew, I think that's what the Mormons do. They take 10%, right? 10% tithe, yeah. Tithe. Okay, hi, caller. How are you? What's up, boys? It's Will Plummer. Hey, Will. What's up, Will? Will, what's up, dude? How come it's your phone number not in my phone? How come I don't know it's you when you call? Uh, I don't know. Should be. Yeah, it should be. Maybe it's um, because it's the wrong phone. I think, yeah. It's the show one, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm going to fix that after this. Uh, wh- well, wh- where are you this weekend? Um, I'm in Indianapolis. So you're not going to any of the events? I'm not going to syndicate, but I will be at the Granite Games okay. when it's in Minnesota. Yeah. And what are you in there? Are you working? Are you volunteering? Or um, I'm spectating and then working for you guys probably. Oh, you're awesome, dude. You're so awesome. <laughs> yep. All right. Was well, there anything you want to say? We're going to get off here. We got to let Susie go to work and I'm going to take the boys to the skate park and let Caleb yeah, just be, wait for be, someone be to get Beaver on. needs to go, uh, Keep the people healthy. Yes. <laughs> the medic. All right. Well, always good to hear from you. And we'll be uh, look forward to uh, hanging with you during at the Granite Games and, and uh, using your cell phone battery up. All right. Sweet. See you okay. Guys. Stay in contact. Thanks. Bye. Later. Uh, guys, thank you so much. Um, we are putting together a schedule. It started last night uh, in the wee hour. I got another exposure notification. COVID, COVID exposure notification. You, you have that thing turned on or something? Or no, it, I, I, I have to put stop setting up. It, it like what keeps wanting me to set it up. Uh, um, tomorrow, uh, I, I, I suspect that early in the morning tomorrow, I'm trying to figure this out now, but by, it's by 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time tomorrow morning, a bunch of individual events will have already occurred, uh, both at Torian. I think two will have occurred at Torian and one at Lowlands. And so at 6 a.m. tomorrow, I think we're going to try to jump live with uh, uh, a, a whole cast of characters. Um, but directly, I'll be inviting the, the last group of people, J.R. Howell, Brian Friend, uh, Taylor Self. So uh, possibly we'll see you guys uh, tomorrow at 6 a.m. Go to the Seven Podcast YouTube station, and um, uh, we will be updating our schedule regularly there. Bear with us that this thing is going to be uh, by the seat of our pants. But of course... Uh, because we do everything beyond what we're paid for, it will be amazing. Bye-bye. Adios.